Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. People talk about often like, who would you have over your house for a dinner party, mm-hmm. living or dead, five guests or whatever. Yeah. I think light and short would have to be invited, right? He'd have to be. That said, he'd be so cutting and he would criticize you and make fun of you, but also be so hilarious. I don't know if I could do it. It's like that tweet that was shared at the Emmys where he went up to someone and said, I love the show. And the guy's like, oh my God, it's Martin Short. I'm going to tell him I wrote the show. And then Martin turns around and goes, I didn't say I liked the writing. (laughs) (laughs) Truly perfection. Oh my goodness. But also, I think if he was at my house, I'd just like be like staring at him, just like hi. Wouldn't be able to interact. I'd just be like, <laughs> just be you. Just in the corner, waving at him. <laughs> Hello there. This is I Only Like You and Movies. We're talking about I Only Murders in the Building. That's cool. We are. Only is both. In- oh, oh, that's cool. Like, okay. Yep. I think that's cool. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> I just <laughs> don't know name... if it was noteworthy. <laughs> My name's Lonnie. I'm here with Sine. He doesn't care about cool things, it seems. Hi. We have watched season two of Only Murders in the Building. We love season one. We kind of like season two. Is that, is that accurate? Yeah, probably accurate. Hmm, okay. Why? Let's go. What happened? What's this show about? This show is about Mabel, Selena Gomez. Mm-hmm. Um, what are their names? <laughs> oh, Charles Hayden Savage, <laughs> played by Steve Martin, and Oliver Putnam, played by Martin Short. And they all Great live names. in a building called the Arconia. And mm. last season, we sort of left it on. It was a cliffhanger. There was a dead Mabel. body and they were being chased. And yeah, Mabel being framed murder. for murder mm-hmm. of Bonnie in the building. Mm. And so this season is sort of like finding out who did it so that she can not go to jail but there's never really a threat that she's gonna go to jail so i don't really know why that why we bothered with that yeah. but you know well here's my thing first season was great because we had interesting characters great performances it was quirky mm-hmm. very but also very stylish and shot well and just like yeah. oh this is very beautiful but it had a sort of it was a tenderness underneath the comedy as mm-hmm. well and it was mm-hmm. but also had a really tightly scripted um, mystery it did and a really interesting um, sort of twist on the general mystery format where these characters are sort of wise to the tropes of um, murder podcasts and so they were sort yes. of working with and against them, right? I feel like the mystery in season two was almost an afterthought. I feel like it didn't make much sense once it was all revealed and that kind of let me down, but pretty much everything else was still good. The, the performances, the, the the clothes, the fashion, the the whole vibe was still very good but the mystery which is kind of important for a mystery show wasn't quite there for me okay so here's the thing the whole thing is that they listen to so many true crime podcasts 
right? Mm -hmm. That they mm -hmm. understand where things normally are in these situations, where people hide murder weapons, what they normally mm -hmm. do or don't do after committing a murder. Sure. This season just turns into a complete slapstick comedy where – Oh, I've got the knife. I'm putting my fingerprints all over the knife. I'm going to throw the knife. Oh, it's sticking in the ceiling. Like, it's just so... It gets a bit silly, I think. And It does get a bit silly. And, like, this thing's... I'll tell you right. They get the murder weapon. They don't tell the police. You should probably tell someone here. Mm -hmm. Like, They all literally you're doing have a friend is... in the police force. Why would you not confide in her? Yeah, exactly. And I think what you're saying about the mystery... Here's, here's my hypothesis for how this conversation would have gone. So... Hmm. In season one, and I'll link our podcast to that in the show notes if I can, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. my main complaint was that I knew Amy Ryan would turn out to be the killer because she's Amy Ryan and you wouldn't put her on a show not to have a bigger role than just someone in the building because of who she is as an actor, right? She doesn't play the girlfriend anymore. Yeah. No, she doesn't. And I reckon what they've done here is gone, hmm, okay, well, we can't introduce one person because that's the exact same thing we did last season and they'll know as soon as we introduce Shirley MacLaine, it's going to be, people are going to think it's her, right? Mm -hmm. And so what they do is just introduce random people. So we've got Shirley MacLaine, Cara Delevingne. We've got mm. Amy Schumer in the first couple of episodes. And then Tina Fey was sort of a little bit in the first season but gets more of a role here. Yeah. And I just feel like it muddies the water. What you're trying to do is confuse us to see like, oh, who, which one of these guest stars was the murderer. But I, I, I agree with you. It doesn't seem very clean or concise storytelling. No, and they're very much Bill Cara Delevingne as, as important to the season. And she kind of is. But I feel like they kind of lost track of her. She was like in the yeah. first half and then... Once or twice in the end, and then she's also in the finale. I was like, oh, yeah, she's around. Cool. She exists still. Also, the whole thing with her is that she's sort of ingratiating herself into the art world mm -hmm. in New York because she pretends that she was famous in England and went to Oxford or whatever, and turns out she's just a plumber's kid or whatever. That's cool. That's an interesting idea. But also, she's ingratiating herself into Mabel's life mm -hmm. so she can make art out of let's face it, in, the, in their world is a real-life murder. It's not like it's fun yes. for us no. <laughs> on a TV show. And that's really weird. And she actually, like, you know, she's hooked up with this girl just to use her real-life tragedy against mm -hmm. her. And so when Mabel's like, you know, that's that's fucked to get out of here, yeah, that, that, that makes sense. But then they, they just get back friends. together because yep. it's the finale. Ugh. Oh, I hate that so much. And she lied to her. With the card. Mm. She had the card, mm -hmm. which was a red herring is, for us because we is, were supposed to be like... Is that like... what you're, you're more upset about lying about a board game than anything else? What are you saying? <laughs> you're pretty serious when it comes to board games. Board games have you? rules, and if we all follow the rules, the game will go smoothly, okay? If we all just listen a... to the five-minute rule explanation <laughs> at the beginning and we stop talking over me, and then we can all play, and we all know what's going on. You'll have fun. You will have fun, according to these rules. <laughs> um, there was a great um, episode, though, that one. In yes. The whole, did you like Martin um, Short's week? Yes, I did. All of it can always work out. And Charles is really bad, even though he's an actor. <laughs> that was great. I mean, really, the heart of the show is them, isn't it? It's two yeah. acting friends, Martin Short and um, Steve Martin, who are mates in real life. 
just having an absolute ball playing these yeah. two characters. I think Steve Martin, I'm not sure if mine's short, but they've he said it's like it's gonna be his last thing he's gonna do. He's just having fun, you know? What? Well, I think they're getting on a bit, you know? I think I heard Steve Martin say this is probably his last big production. But Steve Steve was what such was a it? big part of my childhood. I know, well there's another, another season at least, so we'll see. He was in like every movie I watched as a kid. Well, but this is bringing him back into the forefront, so maybe he won't be able to retire because Ha-ha. he's Ha-ha. back in popular now. Tried to <laughs> get away from us. Nice try. Yeah. If we can t- talk about the mystery, as you were talking about Please. a second ago as well. Um, just not good. So it's all built up so it's like it last season, Tina Fey is built up in the last ep- second last episode as we think mm-hmm. it's her. And then you think that finale is going to be about um, demonstrating that. Kind of cool that they twisted away from that and it's actually her assistant. But here's cool? my thing. Does it really work? Well, how did we understand that the assistant Poppy was actually Becky Butler, who was... That's, I like that, actually, to be fair. The fact that she was Becky Butler, who was the subject of the of Cinder's podcast, which mm-hmm. they all listening to together, and that's how mm-hmm. they sort of all became friends in the first episode. That that kind of cool. That's kind of shows some forethought and planning. Mm-hmm. How do we find that out? Is your question? She oh, tells uh, us. She just told us. Yeah. How do we get the murder weapon? Oh, she gave it to them, and she left her fingerprint on it, and that's how they get her in the end. She gave them the murder weapon that had her own fingerprints on it. This woman and she... who interned <laughs> at a true crime podcast. Well, I think she was trying to frame Tina Fey's character, but all you've done is given the people who are against you all the all the motivation and all the resources to to actually prove you're the, the killer. Mm-hmm. Didn't make any sense to me. If she's so smart, why would she do that? Also, why did she even kill Bunny? Like, it, she just happened to be there and... She wanted the painting story to be the podcast, I think. But nothing happened with the painting. Shirley MacLaine never came back. No, it was very weird to me. And the big reveal that Shirley MacLaine was both the painter and the girlfriend, like, mm. we all saw that, right? Like, why was that a huge, massive reveal? Yeah, and because she only went to episodes, you can't really do much else with her. It's a bit funny. Um, but they, they did plan killing Bunny. I'm not sure why Bunny was targeted. It just didn't quite make sense to me. Like, especially when season one was like, yeah, it was all about Amy Ryan. She's having the mm-hmm. affair with the dude. Mm-hmm. It all made sense what happened. Mm-hmm. So why was they? Why, why was she framing Mabel anyway? Because she texted them to get out of the building. But if she wanted to frame them, wouldn't she frame them to be caught red-handed? Yep. Why, why tell them to leave? I don't know. I didn't follow that. Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And the whole framing aspect didn't, was sort of there at the beginning. And as you said, it got lost. And I just found it a bit confusing. I found like, in broad terms, the fact that there was the assistant and she was creating the content for the podcast. That's yeah, kind of an interesting idea. Mm-hmm. Especially when the initial podcast, you know, she's just the assistant who's being harassed by a boss and so she frames him for her murder. That's cool. Yeah. And then also utilizes, you know, the, the fascination of the media elite to coming into a small town in, in country America and then using and, you know, sort of preying upon them against them yeah also cool but after that i don't know bit odd i don't know if i liked this season no did you like the setup for season three though the very last scene we've got paul rudd ah no i didn't like that i got excited (laughs) (laughs) i got excited because i was like ah paul rudd's gonna be in this this is pretty cool We'll get like a rotating cast of actors, could have lots of different people mm. on. This will be great. He's quite funny, so this is interesting. Looks like he's dating someone, so interesting with that. He's playing a, a dick as well. Mm-hmm. Normally he's mm-hmm. so charming, you know. Um, and then they go and kill him straight away. Yeah, it's like set in the future though, so we'll probably have scenes in between. <sighs> I don't know, bro. I, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, in- I lost my patience with this show Mm. and i just found like the things that were charming in the first season i didn't really find charming this season and well i felt like the comedy writing it almost felt like okay bob you're gonna write the script for this episode and then similar to what they did on gray's anatomy in the early days when there's like medical stuff you don't know you just write medical medical and then you get someone to come in and (laughs) Literally, yeah. this is from Shonda Rhimes. This is what she did um, to research it and put in a scenario that's realistic, right? Mm-hmm. It's almost like, okay, Bob, you're going to write the um, episode, right? But then when there's a joke, just put joke and then we'll go and get this other group in a separate room just to come up with some, I don't know, two or three lines between um, Charles and Oliver and then we'll just slot that in. Because there's so many scenes where it's like the scene's happening, the scene's happening, the scene's happening. And then... Oh, Martin Shortenstein, Martin need to have a little joke. And then we're back to the scene happening, scene happening, scene happening. And that just got, I got bored of that. I'm like, mm. fold your comedy into the scene. Don't have a little like, a joke goes here, a joke goes here. It just felt really stagnated and not funny. None of the little asides were funny in a way that I felt they were kind of charming and a little bit funny in season one. Selena, I need you to open your mouth a bit more when you're talking. I cannot understand what you're saying. I need you to enunciate. (laughs) And then there's like, oh, Charles has a daughter who's there. There's a police officer who's got glitter. Like, what are we doing? Where's your nice, tight, neat little story at this beautiful location that you're filming at at the Arconia? I just, I don't know. 
I didn't I, I didn't feel charmed by it. Interesting. It's much better when comedy is folded into the action and the plot rather than just being separate. But I didn't feel that particularly, but I maybe I was just being swept away by Martin Short. Maybe you were. Wouldn't be the first, would I? <laughs> Um, yeah, and Selena, I like her and all her outfits and everything, and she's got, she plays off well with them, but I think you're right. I think she could give a bit more, perhaps. I just can't understand what she's saying, because she doesn't move her mouth when mm. she speaks. I think someone on Reddit said this, so I'm going to give them props for this, mm-hmm. but I think from season one, was kind of like, there was an overall mystery, but each episode, they were solving something, and the plot sort of moved forward feel like in season two, and maybe this is just sort of my my impression rather than being actual reality, mm. but it sort of felt like they presented a mystery, an episode didn't quite solve it, and then they forgot about it. Next episode, a new sort of mystery was raised, didn't quite get resolved, mm-hmm. and they sort of all got resolved at the end, like the glitter guy and, and whatnot. Yeah. And the who's in the who's in the um, mysteries in the bloody tunnels within the building, mm-hmm. whatever. So I think maybe it's more satisfying when you do sort of piece the puzzle together as you go along rather than just showing all the missing pieces and then putting all together at the end. I agree. Yeah, so I also thought the puzzle the of. puzzle thing was a little on the nose, wasn't it? She's literally <laughs> given a puzzle to try and solve the puzzle. She loves puzzles though. We're having a Oh yeah, famously loves puzzles and never discussed it all in season 1, but suddenly she loves puzzles. Mm. I I don't know. I thought we were a bit cleverer than that. And it was just disappointing to know that um, maybe maybe we're not. Maybe this is just yeah, like every I other mean, show. You, you've got to have recurring mysteries, like also overall mysteries, but also ones you solve each episode. Yeah, episodic. To keep us interested. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are a couple of things which didn't just quite make sense. Like one episode where the, the, the blackouts happened, last they heard was that the daughter, Lucy, is in the building and the killer's potentially there. And so we've got to rush to get her. Mm-hmm. Then we'll walk up the stairs and we'll take a few breaks, have a few chats as we go up. Oh, that annoyed me so much. Like You're in a like rush. It, like, maybe the old guys can't do it. At least, Lynn, you run up. You're not I old. You can... I was like, Martin's holding everyone back. So why don't we just leave him there with his dips? We'll go up quickly and get her and we'll come back and get you. Yeah. Seriously. I know. And then also the thing, like, she is caught stabbing someone else on no. the subway. Yeah. And then she wakes up in like Teddy's apartment or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, what's his name? The son's name? He uh, Teddy? Theo, sorry. He's Theo. Theo, that's right. And Teddy's Nathan Lane, who's also amazing. Let's face it. Another guest at the dinner party, isn't he? Yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's like, oh, so she's caught stabbing someone else and nothing comes of it. That's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. And there's an episode where she runs around Coney Island and then just gets away at the very last minute. And she's like knocked out the dude. Doesn't take a second to check his face to see who he is. Oh, also, we're running away, but let's go play a, play a game first at the fair. Yeah. No. And something like, exactly right. Another thing where it's like, we you know, but time's the essence here, you know, not, can't play whack a wall. Also, I thought they were starting a relationship between Theo and Mabel, but that mm. didn't go anywhere. Mm, don't know. Also, I mean, he killed her friend, so. But why are we even talking to him at all? Yeah, exactly. I know, something I think about. We watched that movie with Ian McKellen, Helen Mirren. Can't remember what it's called now. Oh, that awful you know. one. Yeah. Spy and, one. And our thing at the end was, rather than having a twist at the end, 
I'd rather have a cat and mouse game. Mm -hmm. Some of these things here, they're waiting for the twist to happen or or extending the mystery. When actually maybe it'd be cool if we knew the cop was, was dodgy from episode like five. And so we had some mystery back and forth about how we're going to deal with him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Rather than at the very end, it'd be like, oh, the guy we thought was creepy was creepy. But we now know why he's like his place in the story, you know. The good liar is the film you're talking about, I think. The good liar. Wasn't good enough, was it? The terrible film, like that much. Because <laughs> <laughs> that, that was all predicated on having a big twist in the last few minutes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. When actually pull that twist forward, have it half halfway through, then your whole From memory, the twist was really unsavory too, was it? Not that she was like raped in a Nazi concentration camp or something. Yeah, and he was the person who did it, and I think, and she mm. had planned a whole missed whole thing was that she was actually going to go That's against a him. Bad but actually, movie. yeah, exactly really right. anyway, moving on. <laughs> Episode I did like was um, seeing Bunny's last day. Yes, that I was just nice. thought Bunny as a character, she's been the butt of all the jokes, and she's been the annoying one who comes in and says something rude and then walks off again. Mm -hmm. Then she dies, and then we see actually there was more to her. We think she's just been like the facility manager of this place and, you know, in an annoying sort of um, authoritative way. Mm. Turns out she actually knows everyone, knows all their kids' names, and she's sort of been the beating heart of this place. And she's putting up a facade probably to show how much she you know, actually cares about them all so much. I thought that was interesting. Getting deep into her character was cool. It was. I liked that a lot too. Did you notice that the credits that it changed sometimes? She was walking a dog and sometimes she was walking the bird. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's always supposed to be a little Easter egg in the credits, but mm. I, I can never really tell them. Fair enough. That's cool. Yeah, I did like that. Anything else you want to especially mention for this season? Maybe we shouldn't hire actors based on who's best friends with actors already in our show. Hmm, interesting. Garadori. <clears throat> <laughs> We all need. <laughs> I'll tell you who I was pleased to see. Mm. Jane Lynch. Yeah. Always a good time when she pops She's up. She's always good. And she and um, maybe Ryan perhaps got something going on in prison. Listen, maybe. Mm. I love I loved that too, that he sent his body double to go talk to her in prison. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <sighs> um, some, of the, some of the elements of um, Old Mate. Steve Martin being Brazos, but he's Uncle Brazos and he's, yes. in, he's in the wheelchair because they're not sure if they need to ride him out. I liked all that. I thought that was all good. Yeah. That's funny. Um, apparently, I was reading an interview with the uh, showrunner. I was saying how episode season one was centered around more about um, Selena Gomez's character than anyone else. She was like the focus. And then this season, Steve Martin was the focus with his dad and his Acting yeah. career. Mm -hmm. Season three is in the theatre, baby. Martin oh, Short. Oh, yeah. Step right up. I am here for it. All right. Oh, well, I was going to say, I don't know if I'm keen on next season, but you sort of just won me over there. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, how sad was that whole plot line about his son? I loved that he knew. And he yeah, said, he just pretended you're my dad male. anyway. Yeah. Oh. It's so interesting because in so many ways... Mm -hmm. Ola Putnam is a huge mess. Yeah. He's a fail in his career. You got this podcast. He's always been accused of murder and whatnot. And he can barely hold together. Yeah. But he's a good dad and a good granddad. He's such a good dad. 
after being a bad dad as well, it seems. After being a bad dad for many years. But he's come through. Now he's a good dad again. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. Good stuff. All right, then. Well, season three is coming around. Very keen for it. Um, Very keen. Well, I love season season one felt like a big sort of refreshing hug. Season two dragged on a bit, but I'm keen for season three. Can't get enough of Martin Short in my life. So season one's a refreshing hug. Season two is a... Mm, Pat in the back that goes too long. Okay, and then season three will be, hopefully. Will be a wonderful night at the theatre with my friend, Martin Short. <laughs> with your personal he would, friend. He would just analyse you and find out your weakness and then tease you about it. You can't even get mad about him because he's he's right. Should we do a deep dive into Martin Short's back catalogue? <laughs> That'll be key. Just saying. Uh, he's, he's one of the good ones, I reckon. He really is, yeah. Rating for the season, tonight? Oh. Two and a half. Two and a half. I'm wow. sorry. I'm going to give it three and a half because I like being around my friends. But apart from <laughs> the mystery <laughs> itself wasn't as interesting or as well done in yeah. my humble opinion. I agree. Uh, all right, then. Well, we did season one back in the day. Um, we've done lots of other shows, podcasts of, haven't we, Sinead? We have. We've got a massive back look. Only Murders is on Disney Plus in Australia, Hulu, elsewhere. So get amongst it, I reckon. And we'll come back for season three, hopefully mm. next year. Let us know what Easter eggs we missed in the credits. I'm intrigued by that now. Hmm, that'd be cool. Well, thank you very much for listening. We'll see you at the dinner party with Martin Short. 